Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. That sound was courtesy WTMJ and ESPN Radio. And we are joined now by one of my favorites in the business, Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst. Morning, Kirk. What is up, guys? How are you? What's going on? We're going to have a very efficient segment right now, Kirk. We're only going to take shots from the most efficient areas. Uh, are the Grizzlies in trouble if Jaws? I mean, this is like, how, how yes, can I even ask it? Are the Grizzlies in trouble? Can, <laughs> how many games does Ja have to play going forward for the Grizzlies to have a shot in this series, Kirk? Oh, uh, I would say at least four because I don't see how they can win without him. Uh, Max and you know one of the stats that jumped off the page to me and in, in, in LeBron's great career now is his opponents are in trouble when they win Game One. That LeBron's teams are twenty-seven and two when they've won Game One in a series. So you know Memphis obviously needs to win Game Two uh, and they need John Morant uh, to come back. I mean losing a Game One is always tough, but just like just like with Milwaukee, when you lose your superstar it makes it real tough to come back in these series, especially, Max, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on their side. Kirk, I, I really believe the Lakers are probably going to win in five, um, especially because, you know, listening to Ja last night, he can't pick stuff up with his hand. Um, and you know how this game is, too, when you end up playing. Like, his hand is going to be hit again if he tries to come back and, and play. you got to eventually think about, like, the length of your career and, you know, w- what that injury actually is. But l- let's say if they do lose in five. And I know I'm putting the cart before the horse. What do you do if you're the Memphis Grizzlies? Like, do you keep do you keep Dylan Brooks? Is he the answer, or do you try to find another piece, like maybe a Pascal Siakam? I think the Brooks question, uh, Jay, is is the the one there. But I stay the course in, in a nutshell. I have a great young core. I think what we saw from Triple J yesterday, he remains one of my favorite, most sort of underrated yes. players in the game. Might be the best defensive player in the game. Can score, can pass, and obviously you have Morant and Bain. I think that's your core. I love the coaching staff. Um, so I think they like a rel- relatively small personnel decision with, with Dylan Brooks there. Uh, I love this core. They got the injury bug at the wrong time here in this series. <laughs> so even if they lose, I'm staying the course yet. Okay, all right. But what when they lose? When they lose, Kurt? <laughs> when they lose? Not if. Uh, what, what's the narrative on Memphis Grizzlies though? What because we, we, we've been every year for about the last three or so years. Memphis is coming. Memphis is coming. Is this? Similar to Lob City, is this is what we're is this what we're going to see? I'm not ready to go there yet, Keyshawn. I think this team has too much talent, and it's still too young mm-hmm. compared to that Lob City group, for instance. They have an identity. Uh, when they're healthy, they're they're one of the best defenses, probably the best defense in the Western Conference. Uh, they're built for playoff basketball, and I don't think we're going to if this goes down the way we're sort of talking about with with John Morant. Uh, you're not going to really hang anything on this team or this organization for this this series loss. We didn't get to see them play whole, uh, and that happens. Like like Jay Will says, that's sort of the nature of this game. Um, but this series isn't going to be sort of a legacy defining for such a young team with a great core, in my opinion. Keith. Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Kirk, uh, Giannis comes down. I actually thought it was a legit charge by Kevin Love. Uh, some people can differ. Um, on that opinion, but obviously goes down uh, in this game against the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat lose Tyler Hero. Who do you think still has the advantage moving forward? Are you giving the advantage to Jimmy Butler with the way he's played in the postseason over the course of his career? 
Well, I want to actually talk to you about that charge call, Jay. Well, because a lot of people are saying now we got to change the rule because you know Jaw got hurt on on a on a similar sort of charging blocking situation in the paint. I'll answer your question, but as a player, do you think these charges are are good for the sport, or do you think that the league really needs to address this rule where Kevin Love is sliding in um, under an airborne player for for a legal play? Is that did you notice that that was sort of a dangerous play? Or I'm curious about your thoughts. So, I, Kirk, I've always – I mean, look, I play basketball at Duke, okay? I'm, I'm the one that I know about sliding in for charges and flopping <laughs> and things of that sort very, very well. Um, it is – the Kevin Love thing is weird for me because I, I do feel like he got into position, but the, it was the, the slight lean. Um, yeah. I get worried about that once a player leaves his feet – Right, the yeah. lean when like after Giannis leaves his feet, then the lean that is problematic for me. Instead of just maintaining your position verticality, um, I, I just don't know how do you how do you go away from it? How do you? It's outside the restricted area. How do you just get away with that? How, what do you yeah. turn that into? I think I think one one key thing we can look at is the size of that restricted area. The size of players like Giannis or the mm. athleticism of players like John ja Morant continues to, to grow. Extend you know, out. Is the size of the circle too small? Yeah. Um, because you're exactly right. My issue is when they are airborne and you have a dude sliding into the path that was the, both of those sort of plays were incentivizing defenders to do that. Um, you know, to answer your question though, Jay, Will, I'm still with the bucks. They need their MVP. I'm going to assume he's coming back. Um, they can beat this Miami Heat team when he's right. Uh, they're just going to pound them and, and defend them and get open threes. And But it all depends on, on when uh, and how well Giannis can come back. And, and if he can come back Wednesday for game, do, game two, we're not talking about this anymore. Um, so I'm going to give the edge to the Milwaukee Bucks who have shown all year that they're one of the best teams in the East, unlike uh, the Miami Heat who had a pretty inconsistent season to say the least. Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst. Kirk, there's you know maybe an oversimplification this time of year and the depth and the role players, et cetera, et cetera, and scheme and this and that. But a lot of times, you know, in my experience watching basketball in roughly evenly matched series, the team with the best player wins. And that may or may not be the case with the Knicks and the Cavs, but it looked to me like Jalen Brunson was the best player on the floor in game one, and the Knicks won. Where is Jalen Brunson among all NBA point guards? When you consider the entire package right now, including locker room, you know, he leaves the Mavs, you see what happens. He joins the Knicks, you see what happens. I don't know there are other circumstances too. But but now that we've seen him with his own team, so to speak, where do you rank Jalen Brunson? I, I love him, and it's it's a lot of intangibles too, Max. I think it's like the other part of this equation he didn't bring up is look at Dallas without him. Uh, look where they ended up. And, and you look at this Knicks team, and he is the heart and soul and the brain of that team right now. And, and I love his game. He did look like the best player on the court. Donovan Mitchell didn't look bad either. The point guard position is just so deep. Uh, we have players like Steph and Jaw out there. Uh, but he looks like he could win this series and be the best player in this series and sort of cancel out uh, Donovan Mitchell. And, and what I saw from that game was, you know, coming into these playoffs, I was really interested in watching the Cavs because they have this sort of two-headed monster in the backcourt. But that second-headed of the monster, Darius Garland, was not very good. He finished with a season-low one assist. He had five turnovers. The Knicks had 20 points. It started from live ball turnovers. I think 
you know, the playoffs sort of make or break reputations. Look at Austin Reeves yesterday. Darius Garland sort of had the, the anti-Austin Reeves game, uh, and he needs to be better because when he's right, uh, the Cavs have two great playmakers in the backcourt and, and two guys who aren't afraid to take big shots. But Darius just wasn't there in the way that Jalen was, uh, in the way that Donovan was. So he, he's really the focus of my attention in, in game two is actually on Darius Garland. Now. Kirk, we, we saw uh, the Los Angeles Clippers last night. I mean, Kawhi Leonard looking like 2019 Toronto Kawhi Leonard, right? I mean, he's been that way in the month of April, which is – it just always seems to amaze me how much flack, you know, people like him take. And then in the playoffs, uh, just continue to elevate. But Russell Westbrook, even though he had a poor performance shooting the ball, the, the effort, does it, does it strike you the same way that the physicality of the game, even though the Clippers don't have Paul George, it just feel like uh, they took it to the Suns. Like, and I've never seen KD and Devin Booker get denied the ball before, and they made life very difficult as CP3 just kind of continues to – I know I know he had 11 rebounds and 10 assists, but it doesn't feel like the old CP3 that we're watching anymore. Well, yeah, and you shouldn't have DeAndre Ayton shooting the basketball more than Kevin Durant, Jay. Exactly. But for me, to go, to go back to, to, the, to the Westbrook thing, that's the biggest note here, right? I mean, this guy was the loudest player on that basketball court. That whole game – so it took on his personality. Yeah, he was three for 19, and nerds like me are going to scratch our heads. But everything else he did was immaculate. He gave that Clippers team a personality I hadn't seen from them since maybe Pat Bev. Uh, but he had 11 rebounds, eight assists. And the thing that jumped out to me, Jay Will, was his three blocks. One of them, the one on Booker Lake, which I know we all can picture in our heads, was one of the finest defensive plays of his career that captured the nature of that game. I think Booker was tentative, and Westbrook just smelled blood in the water and just swatted that layup, caught it, and then saved it off Booker's legs. It kind of clinched the game. So, yeah, he was he was inefficient. Um, but then he pointed to the heart, and that was sort of the image of the whole night, uh, is that dude had the biggest heart. And, and at times, Durant and Booker looked passive. I thought Durant looked a little tired. Uh, does he have his playoff legs? We know Westbrook does, and we know Kawhi. You know, I work with Kawhi in San Antonio. He is as good as any playoff basketball player we have. Uh, and he showed it again last night. So this team is a problem for Phoenix and potentially beyond. Kirk, with lack of depth for the Suns, can they get through this with a lack of depth? Can they get can not they if their starters more? play like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right question. And and uh, Keyshawn, I think one of the things I saw with them is if 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 DeAndre is going to take sixteen shots and and Kevin Durant's going to take fifteen, they better be getting a lot more efficiency from their shots. And they're not getting them. You know, this team is sort of this old school. I kind of think of them as like the DeMar DeRozan of teams in these playoffs because they just shoot tons of mid-range. I think yesterday they had 32 mid-range jumpers, which is far and away the most uh, in uh, these playoffs. They only took 19 threes. That's the lowest. They only made six threes. So to answer your question, they need to get productivity from their bench. Generally speaking, as we saw with that Lakers win last night, that can come from beyond the three-point line. Yep. When you have a guy like Rui Hachimura shooting five for five from beyond the arc, the Suns need something like that. And I just question who that's going to be. Is it going to be Terrence-ish? Uh, I don't know. Um, but what they showed last night was they didn't get beyond – they gave too many shots to Aiden and not enough to Durant Booker, and they need to get more threes. Uh, so I, I expect him to bounce back in game two. Kirk, last five minutes of the game, KD took zero shots. DeAndre Ayton took five. Torrey Craig took one. Devin Booker took one. CP3 took three. Yeah. 
And you know who's thrilled about that, Jay? Ty Lu, exactly. who's one of the best playoff coaches we have. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and he he outcoached Monty last night. Monty's my friend. I I love him, but yeah, they're going to need to make adjustments because you cannot have Kevin Durant not shooting the ball down the stretch. Before we let you go, Kirk, real quick, because I I haven't talked to you recently. You know, efficiency and stuff like that, and you do these great charts, and you know, ask people what do you notice about the efficiency offensively, defensively. Um, it's not a static thing, right? It depends what people are defending and how it's rewarded and all that. It seems to me the guys with the great mid-range game, and obviously they have to shoot a lot of threes and free throws and all that, but like Kawhi, KD, are also at you know the best postseason performers. Has the, has the value of the mid-range shot in the last couple of years gotten better at all because it is not defended the same way anymore as the three? In other words, is there more return on investment on those mid-range shots in the playoffs? Yeah, if you zoom out, first of all, yeah, it's a big-time playoff shot. There's no bad defenses. So guys that can create their shots in the mid-range are, are tend to sort of have a bigger value, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker being among them. Uh, but you're exactly right. And Kevin Durant has logged the best mid-range shooting season on record. He made almost 60% of his two-point jump shots. That's ridiculous. Dirk never did that. Jordan never did that. Kobe never did that. Uh, in part because he's a great basketball player, but also, Max, to your point, in part because defenses are now trained to sort of give up that shot. Uh, but when Kawhi Leonard's out there, they're not giving him much. And Westbrook blocked him last night. Uh, they're playing great defense. The Clippers, I don't think, are going to let Kevin and Devin pick them apart from the mid-range. Um, but certainly I would argue that the mid-range shot is, is more valuable in the playoffs than it is uh, in the regular season. And now KD just has to impose himself a little more, as Kobe and Jordan did, and, and go get his shot and hit it. The great Kirk Goldsberry, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NBA analyst. Thanks, Kirk. Hey, when am I going to get you on this just in? Why are you always recruiting hey, this just in? Don't worry about what show. I do. Why are you always recruiting on your show? Don't this worry is about what I do. <laughs> Jay, you said it. I was thinking. Come it. on, man. I, I shout like, us out on this just like, in all the time. Whoever your booker is, uh, Max, you need to tell them to get on their job because you're recruiting off of our show Key, to your show. Key, I mention KJM on this just in between the hours of 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. <laughs> I mention Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max all the time. Jay's game plan is coming up next. Jay tells us what we should be paying attention to tonight. ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Clutch play in these playoffs, boy. That's a big thing. Paulie with the coffee. 
Early, early in the fourth Critical. quarter, big shot Paulie comes through with the big shot. My man. No question. My man. Jay what Will, we, my but, man. But what my we, man. What are we looking for tonight, Jay? What should we be paying attention to tonight? It's time for your Hot Ticket Jay's Game Plan. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. So two things I'm looking for tonight. Let's go to the first game. I know we have not talked about... The Philadelphia 76ers all day long, mm. which is making our own Allen Gates pretty pissed off because I know he gets angry when we don't give the Sixers love. How fitting. How fitting. But you know what, Yates? Don't let people give them love. Stay under the radar. Just keep putting in work. Y'all giving the business to my nets. And look, the first game, I think James Harden played well. He was a, a maestro, got everybody involved. But this scheme, which is <laughs> – I. I I don't know what the Nets can do because, obviously, the personnel is not. But they keep doubling Joel Embiid, who has great vision, who can pass out of the, the block and just create plays. I mean, look, they made 21 threes. That's 63 of their 121 points from the three-point line, okay? 32 assists on 42 made field goals is staggering. So I think you're going to get a fine dine of, if they're going to not double the block, you're going to see Joel. What's over-under for Joel Embiid tonight, Yates, points-wise? Because I think I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to double check, but because I'm taking I, I, over either way. That's going to be the thing tonight. I, I don't think they're going to double team him as, as much because they made the three, and I think they're going to allow Joel Embiid to go to work. James Harden with an auspicious start to these playoffs. Now, look, I don't sure. think they're going to make, you know, I don't think they're going to make 21 threes, but I still think if you're going to double team, the one thing you don't want to do is be in rotation all the time. And the more you're in rotation like that, is the more they're going to have wide-open shots, and they're a good passing team that moves the ball. So that's one on that game. Two on the next game. Can Klay Thompson and company contain Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox off the dribble? Tonight, I think we're gonna, it's going to be a gut check because if they go back to Golden State with a two-game lead for Sacramento, I, I'm not going to say the series is done, but it's going to start leaning towards it being that way. It will come down to can guys like Devont, you know, DiVincenzo, can guys like Gary Payton, can they keep guys in front of them off the dribble? Because Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox have been playing exceptional basketball, and DeMonte Sabonis has not even been playing his best basketball. What a swing game, too, because if the Warriors get a win on the road after looking like that game one, and they haven't hardly won on the road. Now it feels completely different. Now it's like, oh, my God, the Warriors can do this thing. But, Jay, did the Warriors really look all that bad? I mean, no, no. they they look like a a good team and look like a young, hungry team, and this one's going to go, you know, six, maybe even seven. That's what it looked like to me. Yes, but also, Key, you got to think about how many people, and, and you and I are both built like this. I know you're definitely built like this. When the talk leading up to the playoffs is, you know, Golden State really wants that sixth spot because they have to go through Sacramento. They don't feel like Sacramento is a, okay, you don't think Sac has been here and all that? Like the national media has not talked about Sacramento all year long. It's all, well, they're cute. You know, they're a decent team, you know, overachieving. I'm just saying, guys like Fox, they hear that stuff. Yeah? Okay. Indeed. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. See, I, that's I exactly my give point. A thumbs up. I or was something. leaving room for Max, so I didn't want to. He you know, give I'm, a give an emoji with a fist that's or a exactly thumbs up my or point, something. Though. Sacramento is the most disrespected team in the league this year. That's right. In the league. Yeah, everyone's Nobody, looking for him, right? Even Everyone they likes still him. won at home. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, you know, the, do you well, really think Golden State is out of the game? I, okay. I'm, they threw E40 out the game, man. Yo, Key, we haven't even gotten we into that. We talk about that. Key, what straight happened? Up tonight. Key, straight up tonight, Golden State's a one-point favorite. Who are you taking tonight? I'm taking Sack. I am still take Golden State. Okay, I'm taking Sack. What's our bet? Well, what kind of bet we got tomorrow? What we got there on the no, show? There is no betting. See, why just, not? Why are you afraid to bet? You're betting? taking one team, I'm taking the other. Okay, we talk also at some point this show, we should talk a little E40. What happened? Like, he gets the benefit of the doubt in my book. If he says, hey, I was being polite and this, this woman was yelling at me, and it, as soon it, as I answer it, back, they escort me out. I, I hear it. It feels weird because, yeah, I, I don't know the whole details about it, but it just Feels. It didn't look like he was acting a fool. It looked like she was, right? Then it did look like he, from the video I saw, he I mean, turned around season, and kind of calmly. He's a court-sized season ticket holder for the Golden State Warriors who happened to go to the Sacramento Kings game and get court-sized seats. He sits next to the bench. He accompanied the team to the White House a year ago. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't so, feel right. So, Key, you're telling me they told him when to go? <laughs> All right, I'm done. I, I mean, Gates. <laughs> you know. <laughs> E-40's that dude. I don't know. That looked all kinds game, of wrong and, to you know, just, me. I haven't seen the whole video. But I don't yet. know. I have to hear the, the audio get yeah, up different accounts everything. of it. It's just his account definitely matched up with the video that I saw. Anyway, what's your biggest takeaway from the weekend? A lot to take away, but what's your biggest from round one, game one of the NBA playoffs, 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Your biggest takeaway from the weekend. I got to tell you, Key, uh, another interesting thing about people 
you know, and listen, it's game one of the first round, but every little bit is like a little brick in the wall, right? A little more to your legacy one way or another. When someone like Westbrook has that moment where he bricked almost every shot throughout the game but played with high energy, when a guy like that has a moment like that against Devin Booker and it really seals the game, a defensive play at the end, for a franchise that, you know, Clipper's going to clip, one of those situations. When Jalen Brunson wins, even though it's a game one against a team that has a Donovan Mitchell, and he doesn't have a lot of first-half points, but he lights it up in the second half, for a franchise like the Knicks, it always seems to mess it up somehow. Like, when, when a, a, a player is not only adding a little bit to his legacy, but doing it for a franchise that you usually expect to lose, it, it somehow it, it looms larger, in my imagination at least, like the, the, the feat itself. And there was a lot of that this past weekend, just in game one of the first round. Yeah, I, I, I look at the Clippers in, a, in the Knicks situations different. I, I look at the Knicks as a team that, you know, giving some, some Knicks fans in the city of New York some something to cheer about in, in terms of their basketball team. I look at the Clippers as a team that has a real good shot at coming out of the Western Conference and, and being a representative of the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. Do they need so, Paul George to do that? Does he need to come back at some point to do that? I, I don't know. Based on the way that they played against uh, the Suns in game one, no. But, Matt, right, if they can play that well without him, imagine now you add Paul George to that. Ooh, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, of course, but as you get your confidence and you gain confidence as you, uh, you know, move along and, and from round to round, certain guys learn how to play a certain way. Westbrook may have been 3-for-19 shooting the ball against the Suns last night, but as time goes on, he finds his rhythm. He gets in it. He finds other ways of contributing. Uh, if he could get those nine points but not shoot 19 times, still have those 11 boards and those eight assists and play solid hustle man face defense the way that he did in that game, then you'll take that all day long. All day long. My biggest if he gave you nine points and didn't shoot 19 times, you wouldn't even have a problem. Well, of course. You know? you would. It, it, I don't have a problem, like, oh, period. Gosh. I like the aggression. I no, didn't have a problem with most of his shots. You, I mean, just individual people. Yeah, yeah. people but my biggest takeaway from round one, game one, Key, is if, the, if this continues where throughout the game you don't know who's going to win and then a lot of times the underdog won or the lower-seeded team, if this continues throughout the playoffs, the NBA has finally got the one thing they've never had, which is – a, a sense of drama in the playoffs based on not knowing who the hell's going to win this thing, right? It's amazing for the league. Yeah, the, but the, the seeding part of it is fake, though, right? I mean, the seventh seed, really. Are the Lakers really a seventh seed type team? No. No, it's that's fake, right? The seedings are just because of where the West is at. You know, even when you look at, like, a Golden State, are they really that seed? Yeah, but you no, know, that part is true, but there are – I would think there are seven teams where entering the first round, I'm like, damn, I, any one of these seven teams could, could get out of the West. Never yeah. happened like that before, right? Like, that's bananas. And then don't let the Knicks or the Cavs or some team like that take the next step forward because then next year we might be saying the same thing about these four or five teams as opposed to the three Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks. Well, that see, we you, think yeah, now. but Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks, but we disregard Miami Heat. Miami. How do you do Here that? Here comes Jimmy Butler. <laughs> is that because of how the Hawks took care of him? It's because, you know what it is? It's because regular season Jimmy Butler is just your typical all-star, best player on a team without an MVP-type player. But playoff Jimmy Butler is, that dude is an MVP-level player. 
So you kind of forget that, and then r- the playoffs roll around and say, damn, maybe the Heat get out of the East. Not without Tyler Hero, I don't think, though. And, and you know, that, so that loss is not good. What's your biggest takeaway from, the, from game one of the first round? 888-SAY-ESPN. Albert in Philly. Hi, fellas. Nice to talk to you. I really enjoy the show. My biggest takeaway is Ty Lue and the Clippers and Kevin Durant with the Suns. I'm torn because I love both teams, but I think I'm 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 trending towards um, Ty Lue because if you can contain the emotional tidal wave, physical and emotional tidal wave of Russell Westbrook, I think that was such a good move to bring him there because of this, like, the whole idea of them, like, um, you know, the load management. And, you know, Kawhi Kawhi Leonard, such a great player, but you hardly ever see him play. Now (laughs) they bring in Westbrook, who is a worker. That's what I like. Mm. I like a guy who works. Yeah, he is. Russell Westbrook will work his rear end off no matter what. So now, even though I love Kevin Durant, he's second to MJ, in my opinion, because actually I'm a Chicagoan. I live in Philadelphia, but I love Chicago sports. So and, um, I, I, I hear what you're saying about Westbrook and, and Key, I agree. But the other thing about the Clippers is they were trying to turn Kawhi into a kind of a point forward. that He can do it, but it's not really him. And they really needed a playmaking guard uh, to you know who could, who could handle the ball and – Really, that's what like they had that need anyway, right? And Westbrook was just there to be had for nothing basically after the trade deadline. So why not pick him up? Well, he could play basketball, and he, he's a veteran, and he fits in. And Ty Lue knows how to coach veteran players like that. You know, sometimes you just need some sugar and some love, and and your some whole shooters don't hurt change. Excuse me. Some shooters don't hurt either. Oh well, no, of course not. But but. Sometimes for you to build your confidence, you need somebody to put their arm around you, you know, and I think Ty Lue's been able to do that. In fact, I know Ty Lue and Brian Shaw's been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Brian Shaw, one of the main assistants, the top assistant on Ty Lue's staff. I thought I forgot all about that, about putting his arm around guy like Westbrook to get him to buy into what they want to do with him. Junior in Illinois, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Biggest takeaway from the weekend, Junior. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is the position of the Lakers. I believe that – I want to know if you guys believe if they started off the beginning of the season with this team, would they be a number, top four seed in the West? And also the with one the seed. play that they had over the weekend, do you think they have what it takes to reach the final? I think as a – to answer your first question, I said it all along. If this team was on – if ever, all these players on this roster at the start of the season – we'd be looking at totally different conversation about their seeding, who they are. The narrative would be totally different. I think as time goes on, the more and more that they play, you know, if they can push this thing, if Memphis could somehow push this thing to six games for, for whatever reason, that helps the Lakers out, in my opinion, because the Lakers need more time to play together. Mm-hmm. And if they can have more time to play together, and still get out of this thing. And I'm not talking about, oh, they, they're going to be worn down. They're going to need rest. I'm not – forget that. I'm just talking about playing together. If they get more time at doing this, the better they're going to be as they continue to advance. That's why you and I both like the fact that they got to play a playing game. Not yeah, two. Harry and what's the other guy's name? The little guy Fitz that and plays Harry. the flute. 
Yeah. Not Fitz two. And Harry. Not two playoff games. It's kind of ideal. One playoff game, so you're not sitting on the shelf. You get a little more reps in together. You stay playoff sharp with that intensity. Yep. Two would have been too much. You're not rested off. One was Goldilocks, man, just right. Meantime, of course, if the Lakers had wait, if they had D'Angelo Russell and Hachimura and 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 Beasley, and of course, if you have the guys who can shoot at least competently around LeBron and AD, you're going to be better. Not yeah, to mention defend. Harry with the earrings and that little guy with the tattoos who plays the flute. <laughs> the flute. Tried he to knock, the flute. Try, yeah, trying to knock me and you about what we felt the Lakers needed. Absolutely. An outrage. Check out their show. It's a great show. Noon to three. Uh, yes, and you can hear him play the flute. Radio. Benjamin in Los Angeles. You're on KJM. Top of the top, fellas. Top of the top. Uh, I got two takeaways, man. But I do want to I did have to call it. I was like, Jay Will, I've known about your story since the beginning, bro. So uh, I know about how your mom was like a legend. You know what I'm saying? A, legend, a legendary angel out here in this world to many people. So she was that in the flesh. So I just want to say, all right, to the fullest, she's going to be that a uh, thousand times over in the spirit, bro. So I want to put that out there first, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, on another note, my two takeaways, man, was uh, with the uh, Lakers, man. People, I mean, I love the Lakers, love LeBron, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm going with y'all, man. He got that AI Jordan Kobe thing to me, you know what I'm saying? So I think y'all going to turn them up by going all in Lakers because, you know, the fact is, Lakers had a legendary game. They had four players with 20-plus points. Oh, man, he can't use he his right hand. He almost had 20 as well. What makes you think you know Jock can use – hold on. What makes you think Jock can use his right hand? He left the court I'm saying, hollering well, he and back. screaming well, about it. He got to come back. Yeah, he, he but if he, back, he might well, he might got to come back, but then when he gets back, what can he do? He's right-handed. I'm saying, I'm saying if he come back healthy, if he come back – like, not healthy 100%, but if they going to get him right. So, Bob said he got that AI Jordan Kobe thing where – it's just they do things like LeBron too. It's like the, with the unexpected, they just take, they step it up. You know what I'm saying? Fish. So I see that in him. So we got to see. But I do want to say this too. Uh, my second takeaway is, uh, is, is Chris Paul getting exposed, man? Like, can he, I mean, it's like, I don't know how, I feel like I'm feeling kind of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, the, the Suns are looking kind of suspect, man, because Chris Paul is getting exposed, man. These cats is locking him down. Last year it was Alvarado. Now Terrence Mann locked him up. He got mad, wanted to elbow Terrence Mann. I'm like, is he really getting exposed? Because I don't even know how far the Suns really, what what chance they got if Chris Paul can't be Chris Paul, the legendary Chris Paul. You know. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Jay, while you stepped out, this caller had some very nice things to say about your mom to start this call. He did? I you might, yeah, I thought you might want to know that. Jay, uh, has, was it Benjamin? Jay has multiple I think shows I he has Benjamin. to do somehow during our show. What's yeah, that? Yeah, it was Benjamin. 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 Tell yeah. ben- Benjamin, thank you, Benjamin. I appreciate you, Benjamin. Sorry I wasn't here for it, but uh, I appreciate the kind words, man. Someone on this show is so upset, apparently. He's going to write a letter to the manager. What manager? We have a manager? About? I didn't even know we have a manager. Justin Craig? Uh-oh. Plus your calls, KJ on ESPN Radio. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Key, you know something I noticed about Jay? What? Notice this about you, Jay. What You're always know. looking at new products like Creature Comfort products for your house. <laughs> always. Jay got every Creature Comfort product. During the commercial, he's like, what's up with these infrared blankets? <laughs> It's like a sauna blanket. It, I'm just like, how do you clean it, though? Like, I, I would love to s- just lay there and sweat. It's beautiful. You you're got not doing it. You're laying like down your and house. you're sweating. I'm working out, but I'm not moving. That's incredible. But you got all these things like that. You got special air systems in your mattress <laughs> and pillows you know, that support your neck. Home, Jay? I got the cooling. I got, I got the cooling pillows. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm a hot sleeper. He's got everything. Hey, key heated wait, toilet Jay. seats. You got a tanning bed at home? No, I don't have a tanning bed. At no, home. no, no. That's <laughs> not a creature comfort. <laughs> what are you talking about? A tanning bed at home. You know, it's. So I, and I know some people though. Some people key could use one of those. Like Max, oh, yeah, we might piece up and get you one. <laughs> Tell me more about the heated it's toilet seat. That's what I'm really interested in. It's incredible. In. Jay has every restaurant. It's what? It's just the seat comes up. Toilet seat stays warm the whole time. What else does it do, Jay? You sit down and you just relax. Jay is like living in the Jetsons. You're always on the toilet. I'm like, I know. It's it's heated. It's heated. Of course I'm on. I'm reading articles. I'm taking conference calls. Why even leave? Everything. He just All right. pushes a button and it does the rest. Oops. Meantime, yeah, you don't you, have to use the bathroom. It does the bottom up. for you. I, I, you said that. I didn't say that. day. Really? Hey, <laughs> yo. Me too? How many things do you need? The guys? We're building. It's too much. Hey. They just goes in there for fun. <laughs> someone on this show doing apparently. about you, nasty. Someone on the show apparently is also so upset that they're going to write a letter to a manager that we had no idea we even had a manager. Yeah, man, I don't I'm never I was never the guy to write anything or complain. But when I put time aside and then the thing that you're promoting doesn't work, I have problems with it, Max. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all watch Love is Blind. Nope, I don't even know what nope. it is. Never heard of it. So the premise is a bunch of strangers who are searching for love. You know, you they go to this. I'm out already. Yeah. Already, I'm out. <laughs> You'll love this stuff, Max. They, they're, they're basically, they're in these things called pods, right? Mm -hmm. So they're talking to each other, trying to see if they can create a foundational attachment God, without seeing the person. Talk to me about Black Mafia family right now, BMF. <laughs> well, I got I'm going to wake up from go this talk. You got to go before you go to BMF. But Damn. the thing is, they had a reunion because it's the end of the thing, right? And they're like, oh, Netflix, live, live reunion. It doesn't go live. I'm sitting there watching the stream say, we're going to fix the stream for an hour and a half before I gave up and went back to KD and the Suns. Serves you right for having a box of tissues, you know, weeping about Man, I, a love I is blind or whatever. I had ready. I had pizza, white pizza, because, you know, I can't have the tomatoes and stuff. But it's like, what are we doing here? How are you going to tell me you're going to have a live event 
Any event don't ever go live. Wait, you were watching that instead of that Barry Why'd Delisi instead of the Suns Clippers? I had, I, had, I had a TV on and I had another TV on. Two TVs. You gotta okay. you gotta plan properly for these things. Except Netflix they had the thing on. They had a they had a they never pushed the button. Yates. I'm a love Yates blind. Right now. You gotta you gotta watch it. Blind, but I'm man. I'm upset, dog. Because I, now I gotta I don't rewatch have free time it again. Like that anymore. Exactly, Jay. Yeah. I put time aside for this. Shut up, (laughs) kid. My wife's from Indy. Yeah, we know it. My wife is from Indy. (laughs) Jay, do your wife watch that? You know my wife was pregnant? No, my wife hates stuff like that. (laughs) My wife hates stuff like that. She cannot do it. about to have four, Yates, you got a lot of time on you. I'm going to go play 18 holes of golf. Nah, they they wouldn't let me on no golf course like that, but (laughs) I watched that, though. I mean, no, love is blind. Yeah, what, what, what is going on? Sometimes you got to unplug caddy. from the sports stuff all the time, you know? So I had sports on one, one TV. Love is blind. That's allowed. That's allowed. Okay. Good, good glass of Shiraz. I've had some shows like that in my life that I wouldn't advertise. But Yates talks like about what? Uh, right now I'm watching, not for the first time, <laughs> with my daughter, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yes, okay. with my daughter. She loves it. And I'm not saying I do, but I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> Say, what season are you on? <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> that's where you know you watch like that season two. We're in like season, season three. Two. You're so bad. It's not a bad series, not at all. <laughs> Look at Key. No idea. Yeah. Downton Abbey. What the hell is that? He's yeah, like, right. I, if it's not yeah, IMDb, I yeah, can't watch it. He cannot. Watch. Key, all like, I can tell you is people, people told me people. a lot about I'm Godfather looking, of Harlem and Snowfall. It's Bumpy Johnson. It's really good. Can't do it. I watch. I'm looking for the lady who buried her. Husband in the concrete in the backyard. That's what I look at, Jay. So weird. ID network. Yeah, he, you're into that. all the forensics, uh, serial yeah. stuff. He yeah. likes to watch stuff that really happens. He's to gonna people. get away with that. See what I could do? Seriously? I could, I could watch nature stuff all day. Just put it in the background. See the lions chasing around the wildebeest and all that all day. Could watch that yeah, all that's day. Because you in the stars somewhere. I can't. I need to. You know, need some action, some suspense. Where I'm like, oh my god, this is getting ready. okay. They're gonna find out. They tell the story all the time. Key, the thing might starve or else, but if he catches the other one, then that thing's going to get, you know, it's life or death out on the savannah. Nothing wrong with that. It's not life or death for the shows I watch. It's just death. It's just just so morbid. Figuring it out. All the time. (laughs) You didn't see the way she got. I'm like, stop. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's some wild stuff. What's yours, Jay? What do you mean? What's mine? What's yours? What's your show that you don't want to? Basketball. No, no, yeah. Well, now. <laughs> like, right now, you don't have a time to watch a thing other than basketball. Oh, there was three. a lot of sports this weekend, man. I, was, I watched a lot of TV this weekend. It was a good yeah, Yankees weekend. won. Yankees won. Garrett Cole with a two-hit shutout. Complete game. Nowadays, it's like a, a perfect game used to be. No one goes to a complete game, two-hit shutout anymore. Hmm. Having his best season as a Yankee so far, Garrett Cole. He's doing good. Yeah. I'm happy right. with that. All right. Well, uh, we learned a lot today. Number one, that Yates likes Love is Blind. So much that he's going to write a letter because uh, there wasn't a live event. His streaming service wasn't. To whom it may concern. A Netflix. Can relax. Yeah. To whom it may concern. I hate letters like that. To whom it. You know who it concerns. All right. So. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. Key and his forensics. Mm-hmm. You good to have you back, Jay. It's good to be back, man. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad of that, man. Thing. Um, Just don't ever let Key wear a jersey without an undershirt again. I can't. Well, it's not I hope you enjoyed this very special episode acceptable. of Keyshawn J. Willemax. We'll it's be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern. Your chest hair. Yates. 
Coming up Tuesday, the Suns and the Cavs both lost game one at home. So which team needs to win more in game two? I'll give you my answer. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, E2, and ESPNU. Coming up Tuesday, the Suns and the Cavs lost game one at home. So which team needs to win in game two or else their playoff run is over? I'll give you my answer. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Coming up Tuesday, as we get closer to the draft, coming up Tuesday, as we get closer to the draft, Mel Kuyper Jr. still has Bryce Young. Coming up Tuesday, as we get closer to the draft, will Mel Kuyper Jr. still have Bryce Young as his number one pick? We ask him when he joins us. Keyshawn J. Willemack, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Coming up Tuesday with the puck dropping on the NHL playoffs, Commissioner Gary Bettman joins us in studio to talk about the season and what we should look forward to. Keyshawn J. Willemack, 6 a.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPNU. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.